Hi, I'm Darren Steele, and this is Think Queerly, a humane thought leadership and personal evolution coaching podcast. Now on the show and in my writing, I help thought leaders, change makers, and queer creatives become more skillful in their lives and work so that they can enjoy more contentedness, more happiness, and freedom. Now, before I get into today's episode, I want to give you an update about a webinar that I'm going to be holding at the end of this year. And it's going to be a way of looking back at 2021 so that you can be ready to make a positive impact in 2022. And so I'm calling it, you're ready to make a positive impact in 2022, your year in review coaching webinar. So essentially this is going to be a counterintuitive approach to the usual end of year review. It's going to be live and interactive. I'm going to have a worksheet for you to follow along while we go through this step-by-step process to look at back at the most significant highlights as well as what we might call the pitfalls or the significant challenges, because sometimes it's the challenges that really bring us the insight, tell us what matters most to us and how we're not living most authentically, right? So at the end of the webinar, what's going to happen is we'll pull it all together so that you'll understand the emotional tone of the past year, what was empowering about that, how you can take that into 2022 with your most meaningful value and purpose so that you can actually make an impact, so you can be the change you want to be in the world. And whether that be just for yourself, for the people you love and care about, or for some bigger, grander idea that you have for 2022 and beyond, some goal that is bigger than you to really make a positive difference in the world, this will be the starting point. And these are the foundations that are going to guide you forward, kind of like the compass that helps keeping you on track by pointing north to where you want to want to go, but also to help you enjoy more happiness and contentment and freedom along the way. Because the more we struggle, the harder a time we have to think. And the harder a time we have to think, the more we get into unwanted, undesirable emotions that take us out of our thinking brain, that take us out of our ability to comfortably plan and execute what we want to do. All right, so the webinar is going to happen on Wednesday, December 29th at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, that might seem like an odd time, but I thought, well, right between Christmas and New Year's, I'm hoping you'll have some more free time. Maybe you'll actually be off and you can attend the webinar. The link will be below. You just need to add your name and email in the show notes or underneath the video where you can reserve your seat to the webinar. And I look forward to seeing you there. Okay, so for today's episode, I'm calling this Humane Thought Leadership, How to Be the Change for the Common Good Through Self-Mastery. This is episode 209, and it's about how one person can make a difference, but one person can't do it alone. You actually need a community of thoughtful leaders, not just thought leaders, but people that are thinking consciously 
and in a way for the common good. So I think it was sometime in the summer, I had a, a real flash of insight that I knew, I know how to be the change that I want to see in the world. That I've been doing this and sharing these strategies and insights for the common good for quite some time. And I've been doing this because of the studying and the development, my own personal development as a coach and in, with the neuroscience of transformational training and of the studying of the Tao Te Ching, this non-dogmatic, non-ideological way of looking at the world and, and seeing yourself and your place in the world for the common good. It just made me realize that you know, transformative change, personal growth requires patience and it requires focus and it just requires a commitment or a dedication to the practice. It's ongoing, it's cumulative. But evolutionary social change, to be the change, to improve the state of the world, the ecology, humanity, inclusion, equality, and equity, that takes much more substantial and organized practices and acts, actions than any single one person can manage on their own. So at least for me, what's missing from potentiating this change that I envision is you. And that means the work that we can do collectively to make the common good more humane, more accepting, more loving, more understanding of everyone, of LGBTQ people, of BIPOC individuals. But this is more than just the acceptance of identity labels. It's about the acceptance of a universal human dignity. And this isn't my project alone. This is something that I believe and hope and trust that those of you listening and watching are on the same page about. You may only have the time and the energy or the capacity to do something really small. That's wonderful. You may have the time and the energy and the funds and the wherewithal to do something really big. That's wonderful. It doesn't matter how much, it just matters that you do something. Now, maybe it's, no, I don't want to say that. I envision a world that respects all of humanity. I have to have that vision because that is a vision that I know many people hold and are aiming towards. And if we don't have a vision like that, then, <laughs> then what's the point? Now, to lead from such a quote-unquote noble place in the sense of humility, as if that place already existed, we need to practice and embody values and principles and beliefs that support that universal human dignity, which goes back to being the change you want to see in the world. You have to act, you have to be, you have to embody certain principles such that people see what you're doing, are intrigued, are impressed, are impacted. And you become the leader, not because you're directly leading someone, but because people decide to follow your example, your example for the common good and for universal human dignity. Now here, I'm not talking about anything spiritual. I'm not talking about anything religious. 
There, there's no commandments. There's no set of rules to follow. There's no template. There's no, okay, you got to join my group here and we're going to drink the Kool-Aid. No, I know I'm being ridiculous and facetious, but this is what I call the personal responsibility of cultivating a loving, equitable, and harmonious humanity. One that I believe is both individual and collective, meaning I feel this is important. If you feel this is important, that's too. If more of us feel this is important, then if this creates a domino effect, then more of us recognize that this is an inherent personal and collective responsibility. This is our ultimate equitable endeavor as a species for our survival, <laughs> whether that be through climate change and protecting the ecology of the planet, or whether that just be not killing ourselves through war and, and, and nuclear proliferation. Now, you know, if you've been listening for a while, that I'm calling this path the way of human heartedness. And it's been inspired by my study of now well over 10 translations of the Tao Te Ching. And I bring in a lot of quotations from the various texts as I'm thinking through the meaning of what these things, um, of what these various verses of the Tao Te Ching mean and how I can bring these more into my own vernacular. But as a way of teaching, because it is so often so easy to follow a set of rules or a template to teach something. And this is the challenge I face with human heartedness. It is not a set of rules. It is a way, a very broad way for how to live mindfully with integrity and to live in harmony with the natural order, with nature with how things work. And it does so with art, without artificiality, without an oppressive set of rules. Rules, social constructions are artificial. Now, yeah, sometimes we need these so that we can all get along, but at the extreme end, the, the artificiality that becomes a problem is the extreme of selfish desires for possessions and recognition and power. Now, there's nothing wrong with having things. There's nothing wrong with having some sense of control over our own lives or being given a position of power, let's say, in government or in business. But we have to be very mindful of ourselves in those positions, and we need to perhaps find ways in which we can have other people keep us accountable and more grounded so that these positions of great power don't become so artificial in the sense that we abstract from being human and being connected to being self-obsessed and just wanting to control and protect and keep and subjugate. So human heartedness is a conscious practice. It's grounded in personal responsibility. And I believe it's a way of building bridges to foster more community and connection. And community often 
has a sense of being small, right? Like your community in the building where you live, your community in the town or the city where you live. But community could be something broader, but it is easier for us as human beings to think along the lines of the people closest to us. And then having our actions within the community influence that community. And then having the actions of the community as a whole begin to affect other communities. Now, human heartedness as an idea, as a way, prejudices no one. Human heartedness as a practice accepts every person for wherever they stand in life. And it recognizes that we all come from the same source. We all come from this planet. Thus, we all come from nature. And our human nature is what connects each and every one of us. To get a little metaphorical, human artiness is like water. It is like the river that flows into the ocean. So if we pollute a river with a lot of toxic chemicals and garbage, and in this sense, the garbage of blame and shame and division and inequity and prejudice and tolerance and racism and hatred, that river is going to be one muck mess that is going to end up polluting the rest of the world. And if we pollute more than one river, all of these eventually feeding into lakes and then eventually trickling down, flowing down into the oceans, we are going to have one awful environment that is toxic to our very human nature. So just as we can approach proactively the reduction of harmful environmental chemicals uh, that we put into the water, that we put into the earth, that we put into the air, that that irrevocably, (laughs) that causes long-term permanent (laughs) harm to the planet. We can also take active steps to remove the toxicity that plagues both our hearts and minds. You have to wonder, I have to wonder, if there's a connection, if we're always angry, if we're always blaming, if we're always just going inward, then we honestly won't give a crap about what we do externally. So if we are toxic on the inside, then we will do things that damage the planet on the outside because we just don't care. So if we can take these active steps, if we can become more human-hearted to care for universal human dignity, for the common good, then our collective state of well-being will be one of happiness, peace of mind, and personal freedom. And if this is actively something you're doing, this is my intention that for myself practicing this, I know how it's influencing and impacting my life. I hope that what I impart to you by almost bombarding you positively with these ideas of how you can experience more happiness, personal freedom, and contentedness or peace of mind. And then offering you the strategies is having an impact on your life. This is like then having fresh, clean rivers flow into the ocean. 
and begin to cleanse the source. Now, this is connected to our purpose. And if you don't know what your purpose is, if it's not clear, if it's not compelling, then how are you going to know what direction to take in life, right? Your purpose is kind of like a map. Your values are like what make the arrow in the compass point to true north. And one of the most well-known expressions from the Tao Te Ching, which is usually incorrectly translated, is this. A journey of a thousand miles begins beneath the feet. And that means that when you're grounded, when you have a purpose, when you have a mission, when you know what you stand for in life, when you know what you believe in, when you know what you value, when you know what you want to accomplish, then you know what steps to take from where you are now. And you will always be in the present moment where you are. And I know it's like that paradox, right? But to know where to go next, you have to know where you stand now. And life is a journey. You know, if we don't move, if we don't take action, we will stagnate like water in a pond that has been cut off from flowing out or having something flow into it other than the air in the sky raining down whenever rain comes in <laughs> that was awkward the way i said that sorry so if you're going to commit to this thousand mile journey if you're going to commit to some big meaningful impactful goal to change your life to change your community to change the world you need to know where you're starting from and you need to have a very clear plan for how to reach your destination. Every single task doesn't need to be worked out, but you're going to need to have it chunked out in enough of a way to know what are your first steps? What's your first smallest step? And of course, there's no guarantee that you're going to get to where you're going. There's no guarantee that you're going to accomplish that goal. You may change your course entirely on purpose or by accident. Certain things may happen in your life that will influence and change your decisions and your direction for better or for worse. But if you're consciously aware of what you stand for, what you value, what you believe in, what's most meaningful to you, you will act with integrity in how you make decisions and how you interact with others along the journey of your life. So think of it this way. When you know what you stand for, you simply have greater prediction and response in life. You're better able to manage your emotions and your choices when things get difficult. Because if you really know where you're heading, why you're going there and what you need to get there, then an emotional bump, uh, an unwanted situation is just an obstacle. And you see it as an obstacle in the path that is part of the growth, that is part of the experience, that is normal and to be ex expected. And your integrity is that authentic part of who you are, your true nature. And that's what you rely on for your support, going back to what you stand for, your inner root system that connects you with the change you want to be in the world. So the question I have for you, I always check in with myself with this one, 
is this, is what you stand for making a meaningful difference? Is what you stand for in life making a difference? Now, I guess you could say in some ways, sometimes it might be a privilege to have the capacity to make a difference, but I think we can make a difference whenever we choose to, because it's not the size of the difference that counts. It's the intention. Now, if you don't have a clearly defined and compelling purpose, that's okay. You can make one, you can write one and don't feel bad if you don't, because this is not about judgment. This is not about why haven't you done this yet? Maybe you've never thought of this. Maybe you've been going along in life and you've been doing really wonderful things and having an impact. But if there feels like something's missing, then maybe it's time to really refine and align with what's most meaningful to you and how you can live more of that integrity in your day-to-day. Like I said, everyone can make a difference, no matter how small. It's the intention. What will ground you are your your beliefs, your values, your character traits, and that is what acts in solidarity with your purpose, kind of like a GPS or that compass pointing you in the right direction, moving you towards your intended goals. So another sort of metaphor, if you think of some massive castle, I follow on Instagram um, a couple of Germany accounts. Germany has like so many ridiculous, beautiful, gorgeous castles, things that have been around for hundreds of years, perched up on some near cliff, and yet it looks so solid. It's gorgeous. It's beautifully maintained. It's made of large, solid blocks of stone, and it looks like No matter what the weather, how bad the wind or the rain or the sleet or the snow, it's going to stand the test of time. So what we don't see, though, are the foundations below the structure, the the further cuts into the ground and the blocks of the stone or what have you that supports the structure's integrity. And that's what integrity really means. What roots us? What grounds us? Values, beliefs, purpose, character traits, our prediction and response so we can show up most meaningfully in the world. Now, we've developed principles and qualities for how to act as human beings that support our individual integrity and allows us to function and interact with other people without being contentious so that we can get along so that we can make a contribution to the greater good through our creativity and through our uniqueness. Now, depending on what you stand for in life, you might find yourself aligned with a particular group of people. It could be a cultural group. Um, It could be something to do with politics, or it may be religion. It may set you apart and really set you off to the side and distinguishes you from others. And that might be a part of an artificiality thing, especially if it's polarizing or contentious. So it's this interesting dichotomy between 
being part of the common good, universal human dignity, and uniqueness that makes us all individual, but brings us all together as worthy human beings. And so that's one of the aims of the way of human heartedness is to practice understanding for the conditions we create in society and the world consciously or inadvertently and how those changes affect the common good for inclusion, acceptance, and equity. So to wrap things up, I have an invitation for a very small practice to ask yourself or to become aware of the qualities you embody that support your integrity. So here's how you can put what I've spoken about in today's show into practice. This is a very short, simple exercise, literally two minutes tops to determine a little bit of what you stand for in life. Now, there are many characteristics that defined who we are and how we express our humaneness, our human qualities and characteristics. So this is all I'm inviting you to do. It's just to make a list of the qualities of characteristics you aspire to and that you know you regularly demonstrate in your life. You don't need to define these qualities. You don't need to write an explanation unless you want to. Just name it. Grab a sheet of paper, maybe open up your notes app on your phone and try to create a list of 10 qualities that you know you embody or that maybe you think, I aspire to these. These are qualities I really want to embody in my life. I admire these qualities in other people and I'm working on them, but I want to become more proficient at them. Okay. So I encourage you to do that that because next week in the next podcast, those initial qualities will be of use to you when you're listening to my next Think Extra Queerly personal evolution process, where I will be discussing, discussing, I will be discussing the characteristics that we aspire to that influence our moral choices and affect and effect humane leadership. So the title of that show is going to be The Character Traits That Ground Who You Are, The Good and the Bad. And that's going to publish on the 9th of December, 2021. So make sure if you're listening to this podcast for the first time that you subscribe so that you'll never miss an update for a new episode. Um, If you're reading this article on Medium, be sure to subscribe to my profile. That way you'll get an email whenever I publish a new article. And of course, head on over to my website, darrensteel.com and click on the menu option to join my community, my Humane Thought Leadership community, where I will keep you up to date about what's going on so that you never miss another Humane Thought Leadership and personal growth update. Thank you so much for listening or watching, and I look forward to seeing you next time.